Tweet from 21st of July. Me. With my D&D show next weekend, a big unannounced RPG project, an article starting to come together, and a novel ready for an editing pass, my brain has absolutely no room left for anything else. My brain? Hey, I solved your screenplay, drop everything and work on that instead. That was my brain voice. Hey, welcome to Morg Reads His Own Tweets Out Loud. It's the podcast where I read my own tweets out loud. And I'm back after a little break, and the reason for that break is because the world sucks, and Twitter is bad, and it upsets me. If you go through my feed, you will see lots and lots of retweets, because what can you say? What can you say about the world? And it's depressing. And I'm trying not to depress myself by surrendering to Twitter. So if you also have have leapt away from Twitter and are hiding from it, maybe you just want to hear those little morsels of Morgan content in this form, this audio form, in which case you've come to the right place, although I cannot promise that this podcast will be coming out on anything like a regular fashion, because it just will continue to make me sad. Like this tweet from the 23rd of July, Tony Blair PM made me incandescent with rage, but every sign suggests Boris Johnson PM will arouse even greater fury. He is a carpet burn of a human being, an eye-watering spray of Ozymandian self-regard, a wank stain on the trousers of Britain. Boris Johnson upsets me. Tony Blair really upset me. I was in the UK when the Iraq war went down. I was watching him justify what he was doing and betray his legacy by surrendering to this sense of of self-belief that was completely unwarranted and the immense hardship and and global trouble that resulted from his immense self-regard tony blair just drives me bonkers but boris johnson is if it's somehow possible a vision of tony blair that doesn't even have that level of conscience it's driving me crazy. 24th of July, something I'm ashamed of from my youth, is being dismissive, even mocking, of the use of magic in girl culture compared to the rationality, in quotes, of boy culture. Rationality is limited and magic is awesome. And um, my my reference to girl culture and boy culture there, that's, that's kind of language that I use when I'm talking about the uh, way that we are socialized as kids and girls get socialized into this world where they do um, quizzes magazines and they care about horoscopes and they do crystals and colors and uh, little fortune telling games whereas boys are all about paying attention to numbers and sports and logic etc 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 um and uh, I was totally, totally sucked into the that world when I was young. And it took me a really long time to get past the idea that a lot of the stuff that girls did was just inexplicably weird. Inexplicably weird. And now I look back and I think, well, yeah, um, it's beautifully inexplicably weird. I follow up tweet, why do you have a pinup of cute famous boy? You're never even going to meet him. Well, actually, I'm performing a ritualistic magical process to build my self-concept and grow easily into more mature human relationships. Girls are so illogical. It was about that. Kind of interesting things that aren't the magic side of the equation. My relationship to magic and the idea of magic is uh, evolving constantly. Um, I'm still basically a very rational kind of human being, but the people who speak for rationality in our world are not 
exemplars of the kind of person that I would like to be. Um, and yeah, the, the world of um, the spirituality and magical understandings of how we act and what we do, I think have a, a lot to offer in terms of working on the self and um, understanding kind of the greater themes of, of what is at work in the world and what our purpose of the world is and how we connect to others as human beings. Um, the kind of hyper-rational approach that the uh, new atheists are pushing is is not at all where I am sitting and um yeah i'm i'm kind of ashamed at the way that i used to think about those expressions as they manifested in um the girl culture of the time i just couldn't relate to it i couldn't see it and now i have a much better sense of what is possible there um so uh, that Dungeons & Dragons show that I talked about some podcasts ago has happened. The first of them has happened this past Sunday. It was great fun. Um, I tweeted about it a couple of times. So I'm not going to read them out. There are more shows coming. We have an August show, and then we're skipping September, but we have an October and November show. They're all up on the Bats Theatre website right now. You can buy tickets. They're going to be great. The one we had on this last weekend was super fun and very entertaining. And um, yeah, yeah, come on down, because that's occupying a lot of my brain at the moment in a very good and healthy way. Um, three days ago I tweeted, somehow found my way to reading the Spin Mag review of a 93-bit show by Nirvana, featuring L7, the Breeders, and the Disposable Heroes of Hypocrisy. And I remembered for a moment what the 90s felt like. Um, there's a link to that article in Spin Magazine. And it did, it really gave me this, this flashback to the 90s when... Um, kind of benefit con concerts for events happening in distant parts of the world were um, kind of a real sign of what was happening because the real troubles on our front doorsteps were not evident and they certainly hadn't worsened to the point that they have worsened now. The uh, um, There was an optimism there, I think. There was an optimism there and a thoughtfulness that was present in this kind of uh, counterculture that had somehow walked backwards and landed us first in the mainstream. Um, and yeah, it was it was a really special moment. It was a good moment for my thinking about popular culture and music and so on to crystallize and maybe fossilize. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying the feeling of being back in the 90s although the 90s did suck let's not let's not beat around the bush um there was a lot of terrible stuff in the 90s um and pop culture was pretty terrible um and yeah if you look at that lineup it's all um it's all pretty uh straight and and uh, male which is another sign of how things are changing a bit nowadays um becoming more diverse and that's healthy but we took what we could get in the 90s and I'm just glad I made it through. So that's about the end of the tweets that I'm going to read out because I haven't been tweeting much because it's terrible. Everything's terrible. I hope you have also not been tweeting much. I think we just need to tweet less and exist in the moment more. And um, I'm certainly living up to the tweeting less part of that equation. I'm not really living up to the living in the moment because um, I, I just tend to go on Twitter and scroll and then feel sad as opposed to going on twitter and then contributing and then feeling sad um so it's a it's a baby step but it will get me somewhere i'm looking out the window right now and the wind is blowing and it's shaking all of our trees and there's a great big hill 
it's looking down on me and I like seeing that hill because that hill's been here since before I was born. Um, we found some photos recently of um, aerial surveys of our area taken in the uh, late 50s, early 60s, I believe. The National Library has put up a whole bunch of photos of the Wellington region that have been uh, released to, to the public for free download. And um, yeah, looking at our neighbourhood from these aerial shots in the time is uh, kind of comforting because so much of it is the same. And um, yeah, just reminded of, of the passage of time and reminded of how nice it is to be where I am right now in Lohat. It's a place that I like and it's a time that I like and fundamentally I am happy and connecting with the greater world does fill me with oh, ennui, angst, the desire to podcast. But that's okay because we're all in this together and we are going to get through. I remain optimistic about the fate of the world I remain optimistic about our ability to engender change and I certainly think that the arc of the world is going to bend towards justice like the great man said but um, might need a little bit of help to bend a little bit quicker so let's all sit on that arc and push it down as fast as we can down to the, the justice level all right that's me have a good week tweet of the week is probably going to be Oh, hang on, I'll think about it while I do the jingle. It's the Tweet of the Week. Tweet of the Week. This week, I think, is going to be all about my tweet about... Um, I'm still thinking about it. I'm still kind of scrolling back and looking at my tweets. And I'm, Yeah, I think it's got to be about the magic one. It's got to be magic. Magic's pretty, pretty Tweet of the Week level. Um, so there we go. That's my Tweet of the Week. Um, so I guess the last thing I want to say is I'm looking for a celebrity sponsor for this podcast, um, like Jason Isaacs, he's the celebrity friend of, uh, Kumara Mayo and the, my brother, my brother and me boys, they're all tight with Lin-Manuel Miranda. So, you know, I'm looking for a big celebrity to uh, be a fan of this podcast. So if you're a big celebrity, um, like, a you know, at, at least on the level of like Mark Evan Jackson or something, uh, get in touch, DMs are open. And, um, yeah, I'll start dropping your name on here and, uh, then you can be my celebrity friend and I think that'll be good for both of us. So don't hesitate. All right. Have a good week, everybody. Have a good week.